Welcome to October and the 30-minute hour with me, Michelle Manning, therapist provocateur, and Jen. And Jen. You kind of sang the last time that we did our little show. Should I And not? Jen. I always I think Jen. <laughs> and Jen, dog. Jen in the house. Good, good. I, <laughs> am I supposed to do it differently every no, time? No, I like I? it. You you bring the flavor. I do bring the flavor. You bring, you bring, bring the, the flavor. S- flavor. Yeah. <laughs> you wish. There's only one. There is only you bring one. The provocateur. <laughs> and you bring the, what did you call yourself? Provocative. Provocative, mature. <laughs> yes. Maturely provocative. Yes, maturely provocative, because you want to be that too. Yeah. And you figured being mature will get you that. Yes. Okay, that, that actually, mean. so... Not trying to segue, but if we talk about being mature will get you that, that actually falls into milestones, believe it or not. Yeah, I mean, I guess I kind of do. We're going to fall into milestones, and we're going to fall into milestones so that we can talk about how relevant they are to our lives. And a lot of people, so a lot of people think that milestones are not relative, or relevant, excuse me, not relevant to their lives. For example, I happened upon a news article. And I am going to be professional and cite that news article for our show so that we can talk about milestones around this news article. And it is from the reputable New York Post. If you know anything about the Post, it's not reputable at all. Get it, girl. (laughs) Just like us. (laughs) We are women with reputations. (laughs) Okay, so this is what the article said, and this article was written last year. And so what this article is saying is that more and more adults are prioritizing other things than milestones. And this is basically what the article is saying. The article is saying that more of us, quote unquote, more of us are concerned with financial security than we are the traditional milestones like marriage, children, career. So to repeat. What this article is saying, what the surveys are saying is more people are more concerned about financial security than they are the traditional life milestones, like marriage, children, and career. All right. So this is my question to you. What the hell is wrong with that picture, Jen? And you might not have an answer. What is wrong with that picture? Well, um... Why do we care more about, like, being financially secure than, like, you know? I don't know. That's, I don't know. Shouldn't, shouldn't we prioritize financial security over marriage, children, career? I mean, yeah, I guess. I guess. If you are not financially secure, how happy are you in your marriage with your children Ooh. Go into your job. Yeah, yeah. You definitely want to be financially secure. Right. And if you follow the milestones, per this article, and I'm not quoting the article directly anymore, but if you were to follow the milestones, marriage, children, career, kind of in the way that they laid it out, if you are not financially secure when you get married, and then you're not financially secure when you have children, and now you're stuck in a career that does not help promote financial security... What the fuck is the point of milestones? And why would they be a priority over financial security? Do you see what I mean by that? Like that article is coming at us basically saying, oh, my God, did you know that financial security is a concern for a lot of people? And 
the crazy thing is, is that they're acting like that's a novel thing. Like people being secure, excuse me, people being concerned about financial security is a novel thing so much so that they have to write an article about it. Yeah, that's weird to me. But why aren't we concerned about financial security? And then we have to look at, okay, are the milestones more important than our own sense of security and stability? Yeah, no. I mean, definitely not. They aren't, but aren't they? Like, when you really think about it, aren't we so compelled to achieve the milestones that it completely skews our priorities and our concerns around something that might not even bring us peace of mind? Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. How? Go ahead. Um... I don't know. I because sometimes I feel like when people are talking about being financially secure, that's all they're working towards is money, 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 and like my, you know what I mean, my financial security and da 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 da. And sometimes I think they just get like too caught up in that. So that's why I'm like not full on giving in because I'm kind of like, I don't know. Does about that, that need that to one. be the thing, right? Does that need to be the concern, right? Uh huh. Right. Or at least all consuming, because I think that's kind of what you're describing is that when your pursuit of something, even if it's financial security, if your pursuit of it becomes all-consuming. Right. As opposed to a priority. Right. Because there's a difference between prioritizing something and being completely consumed by something. Right. So if you... Exactly, exactly. Like, why can't you make room for all of the above? Right. You know, get financially security stable but also you know find your person or whatever and you guys kind of grow and make it together and then you have a family and like why can't all this just like you know what I mean I'm feeling like they're kind of like 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 splitting it like you can either be financially secure you can do all the milestones of family and marriage and all of that which so yeah it would seem like that but the thing that drives me crazy is that it's hard to determine where all of this is coming from because why are we even talking about milestones you know what I mean that's the question why are we even talking about milestones and I love it because you set up so many traps for us, for both of us to kind of fall into when you said, you know, well, why can't you have it all? Not in so many words, but why can't you have it all? Why can't you have the pursuit of financial stability as well as the marriage and the children and the career? Right. But then I'm going to come right back to you and say, why does marriage and children and career play into this at all? Like, why is that the milestone or milestones that we are all set up to achieve and fulfill? I think that just goes back to, like, the programming of, like, you know, like, the old school, like, and you're going to get married, and you're going to have your kids, and you, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, I think that we're all kind of just, like, programmed to think that that's, those are milestones. Right. Those are moving forward in life. Right. As opposed to, you don't necessarily have to do those things. Right. To be milestones. Right. How, okay, so we're programmed. We'll kind of go with that a little bit, okay? Okay. We're programmed. We're programmed to do these things. Now, what's the point of doing those things? If we achieve those milestones, what do we get in return? Or at least what is the rhetoric? What's what's the, the whole reason we would want to pursue those things anyway? What do we get in return? Because we're doing it for a reason, right? Right. Well, a lot of people feel a lot of pressure sometimes to have kids from their parents. So they're getting happy parents because now they brought kids into the world because all parents want grandbabies. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, 
just now you're like, you're so happy because you're married and da 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 da. All the little, what's the word I'm looking for, Mitch? Supposed um, tos. Right. Marriage is supposed to make you happy. Marriage right. should make you happy. Right. It's, so this is what I have an issue with. Nobody questions why. No. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You talk about programming. Okay, fine. But don't we really want to pull back and say, what are we being programmed to do and pursue and why? Because they talk way more about marriage than they ever do about love. They talk about romance, but they don't talk about love. They will talk about love in relation to marriage, but you never have someone talking about love independent of marriage. Right, right. Still, it's the fucking 21st century. Yeah. And this article is written in 2020. That's, uh, I just feel like we've grown so much. Oh (laughs) my God. Yeah. What the hell? You know, why are we not talking about love? Why are we not talking about financial stability and peace of mind instead of Mm, marriage? My mom said, don't marry for the love, I marry for money. Mm hmm. Because I've married for love the first time. Well, we had no fucking money. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, so, um, but even like with her saying that, I just think that's like wrong. Why didn't you? And I, I think we know the answers to this. But what's interesting, I think, about our podcast is that each one builds on the other. You know what I mean? Each one builds on the other. And we can go back and say, you know, yes, pressure is there. How do we know that pressure is there? Because we talked about it in PTSD 101. The pressure to conform to what we feel is normal and hide any triggers that we have for fear of making someone uncomfortable. We talked about it in toxic femininity, the pressure to make someone feel accommodated instead of possibly embarrassing them. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. pressure. Mm -hmm. So pressure is a real thing. Totally. But why is it so real that it completely takes us over? Like, why were you not able to tell your mom that might work for you and that might be a great philosophy for you, but that's not going to work for me? Oh, well, I wasn't because she cray and I didn't want to get a shoe thrown at my head. Um, but like if I had a normal mom, I don't see why you wouldn't be able to tell your normal mom that right you like like I have a friend who's like my mom is like pressuring me like I should be having kids I should be having kids and I like truly kind of have no desire to have kids right and I'm like then don't then don't have kids but she's feeling the pressure from her mom to have kids Mm -hmm. and um and her mom's normal enough where I'm like why don't you just tell your mom that's not how it's going down right just not gonna bring grandbabies into the picture right yeah, but um, there's just that whole having to impress parents. I notice is a big thing. Yeah, these days, and so therefore, impressing parents is usually doing the milestone stuff. So even if, because you're a parent, you know, do you feel as if, as if your kids achieve the milestones, then you have been a successful parent? Wait, what? Well. If, if we know, or at least we live in a society that tells us if we achieve these milestones, then we've achieved an element of success. If the parents want the kids to achieve the milestones, then when the kids achieve the milestones, do you feel more successful as a parent? Yes. Yes. Okay. So now I'm going to ask you, like, do you personally 
feel more successful as a parent if you're able to say, my kids achieve those milestones? And yes is a perfectly fine answer. Me, no. No. Like, um, I'm a happy parent regardless of if my kids do those milestones or not. Um, it's like my kids are living a happy life and doing what's going to make them happy. Then, um, then I don't care if they don't have kids. I don't care if they don't get married. Why does that get lost? You know what I mean? Because yeah. you bring up a really good point. I I had this conversation with my mom. So now I can actually talk about me. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I had this conversation with my mom years and years and years and years and years ago. And I remember her asking me, you know, about marriage. And she said, I know that you don't believe in marriage. And I said, Mom, what are you talking about? I totally believe in marriage. I don't believe in it for me. It doesn't mean anything to me. I said, but that shouldn't be any concern of yours because I think your objective as a parent was to raise a happy and fulfilled adult. And that is precisely what I am. And she agreed because she couldn't disagree. Right. You know what I mean? That is what she tried to do. That was her objective as a parent was to raise kids that were happy, fulfilled, and capable. Mm Mm-hmm. And she did. You know, and she did. And none of us actually, you know, not to out any of my siblings' laundry, but none of us have achieved any milestones. Well, you have in your own way just because you guys aren't married with children and all that shit. Like, you know what I mean? Exactly. Um, Dang, you guys are all smart. You've gone so far in life. You've, you're inspirations to other people. All of you seem happy. You know what I mean? Right. I just, I don't really think that, see, I, I don't know. I just don't think that milestones have anything to do with. Fulfillment. Yeah, okay. fulfillment. I agree with you. but I, My oldest is like, I'm not having kids, so you're going to have to deal with that. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think you and I are are in tune enough to be able to say that milestones aren't relevant for the things that we want in our lives. But we also have to acknowledge the pressure and that we can succumb to the pressure of milestones. You know, I think that's really important. Okay, there are places that we're going to go. We're going to talk about milestones, okay, how relevant they are to our lives, whether they should be relevant to our lives. We're going to talk about why there is pressure, you know, around milestones. And then we're going to talk about what we do about it. And all of this eventually will come back into the therapist's office because that's kind of how we work the show. But just to give you an idea of where we're going to kind of take this, in order to determine if milestones are relevant for us, we also have to acknowledge the pressure that they put on us. That, I think, is something that has to be kind of analyzed. Because I can say for myself, I succumbed to milestones because I thought that I was supposed to go high school to college, high school to four-year college. And I never even questioned it. Mm-hmm. Now, questions are big for me, and that actually falls into where we're going to go with this conversation in that we start to question who makes up the rules. Right. I don't have right. a problem with the rules, but you better tell me who's writing them. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And so that wasn't college to or high school to college wasn't even something that I questioned. Right. I just followed it, mm-hmm. and it didn't end well. Right, where I did the opposite. I didn't do college and stuff. I got married and had kids. Okay, so same type of milestone issue, right? you know, in that we are led. Do you think, and this just kind of randomly popped up in my mind, if you were shown and taught that love was more important than marriage, do you think you would have gotten married? (laughs) 
my circumstances of why I got married <laughs> different than the normal person. So um, taking all of that out of the equation, um, no, not necessarily. We could have just had our little kiddo and just been in love and just, you know, we didn't necessarily have to get married. Um, but my stepfather was of the law and was like, you know, insurance purposes and blah, 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 all the other. Yeah. Did you ever question? Well, that makes a lot of sense, but let me do some investigating and I'll see if that's something that we might be able to bypass. Like maybe we would be able to get those benefits that are usually granted toward married couples. Maybe we would be able to find another way to hack, you know, so that we could be receiving those benefits as well. Like, did you ever question it? No, no. Because I think I fell into the parental pressure of these milestones. And, um, and, you know, I'm getting married and I'm like having kids and I'm like doing everything, you know, I'm supposed to be doing. Right. Which in all honesty, he would have preferred for me to not do any of that and gone to school. Right. That's what he wanted me to do. You know, so um, didn't do that. So now I went this route, and you're telling me that I should get married. That's going to make you happy as a parent. Then that's what I'm going to do. Okay, that brings up an interesting point. Do you think that we live our lives to make other people happy? And most of us are going to say, oh, hell no. I'm my own person. I'm going to do it this way, and I'm going to do it that way, and I'm not going to live my life for anybody else. But seriously, right. do we do we prioritize other people's happiness over our own? Mm-hmm. How much of that has to do with our pursuit of milestones? A lot. A lot. You know, um, like we were just talking about, like the pressure of these milestones and all of this stuff, it's, it is almost to make other people happy. Right. Like, when is someone going to say, no, I'm not going to do any of that. I'm going to go open my own this and do, you know, whatever here. Yeah, very rare right. does that go down. Right. And this is this is what's so strange about that situation or that perspective. Our parents are so much older than we are that the things that are important to them and their generations – are not things that should necessarily be important to us. Right. And nobody stops Mm -hmm. to ask. Like, if anybody, we don't really have a lot of people that listen, but if anybody out there, anybody out there, (laughs) if anybody (laughs) out there were to listen to our, you know, our series, they would hear me say, why is no one asking the questions? You know what I mean? Just that's that's I guess my provocateurness, you know, coming out. But my God, poke the goddamn bear! Right, right. You know, ask these questions: Are the things that made you happy and the things that you pursued actually things that would be relevant to my life and my generation? Yeah, right. You know, it drives me insane. Yeah, you would think, but um, you're a bit of a rebel. Okay. So you're asking questions. You're putting that out there. I don't think that everybody has that characteristic. I've been told. (laughs) (laughs) I have definitely been told this. But one of the things that always leaves me scratching my head is I am not a smart tool. Oh, God. I 
am not a smart tool. I'm not a sharp tool. In fact, that shows you how not a smart tool I am because I said smart tool instead of sharp. And I always say sharp cookie instead of smart cookie. <laughs> I say brightest tool in the shed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, two little dodos here, two little dodos doing a podcast. <laughs> but I'm really not. I think the only thing that I have going for me is that I truly give no fucks about your happiness if your happiness is going to corrupt mine. And yeah, that's you. Me, no fucks given. Well, that's just logical. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I, mean I work towards that. Like, what I'm aspiring to do in life. Yeah. And I think that if anything, being an automaton, you know, not being emotionally driven in the way that I look at things, if it's done anything for me, it's taken off the layer of emotion and allowed me to be a little more logical in the way that I break things down. You know, and by breaking it down, we can ask questions. And I think that I, quote unquote, I permitted myself to ask questions because my happiness and my peace of mind was more important than anybody else's. Now, once I'm stable, then your peace of mind and your happiness will be my priority. Yeah, but not enough people put themselves first like you do. Not Most, the majority of people, because they probably have been programmed, um, are putting their happiness aside. Right. Before, you know, they're putting their parents' expectations of these milestones. They're putting this. They're putting all of that before their own happiness. I did it, too. Right. I did it, too. Yeah. It's just, I don't know how you're programmed to function, how I was programmed to function. Everyone else needs to be happy, and, you know, I'm. it doesn't matter where I'm at. Right. Until someone was like, dude, no. No one's going to be happy unless you're happy. Right. Your family's not happy unless you are happy. Right. You know, and um, I know we were talking about these milestones, but I had to do milestones of my own. I did the family and I did the whole deal and I didn't go to school. And um, in the end, that's what I needed to do. Just for yourself. For my... Not for anybody else. Mm-mm. Right. Because no. you're a smart tool. You're a sharp cookie. I you're guess. right. <laughs> if that's what you want to say, I don't know about all that. I was just like, I'm tired of living this dead-ass shit, and I need a career, and I need some, tel- you know, yeah. and school's the one thing no one can take away from you, and I needed to do that. Right. Um, and that's when I was all, no fucks given. Right. I don't give a fuck what anyone has to say. I'm doing this for me. And then in the end, I, like, was freaking happy. Right. Because I had, like, reached these milestones and I had done all this shit for myself. And I didn't know how that felt because I'm too busy people-pleasing everybody else that when I finally did that shit for myself, I was like, damn, that feels good. Right. And I ain't stopping there. So I'm going to ask you a question. And... What I want the listeners to do is I'm going to ask the question and then you're going to wait for it, wait for it, because I have a feeling that Jen's response is going to be a doozy. So here's the question. And what does your mom have to say about your own peace of mind? Oh, um, (laughs) my mom doesn't care about anything that has to go on with me and my peace of mind. And and how do you feel about that? Do you give um, any fucks about that? I used to. I don't anymore exactly no fucks given exactly anymore exactly. um and I, how worried are you about the fact that she's not happy because you did not pursue the sequence of milestones that she wanted how how upset are you that you have made her unhappy in that way 
again, I have different circumstances, but I really don't care. Right. I really don't give any fucks. I mean, the she doesn't even know that I graduated. Yeah. And and that was her whole like deal when I started school. Where when are you gonna graduate? You're gonna graduate like when are you graduating? And I was like, you know. And she doesn't even know that I have. Do you care? No. Exactly. Mm-mm. So okay. So there. Uh, I'm gonna be real fast because we are oh, counting. Yeah. Down. We, yeah. We we're so good at this, dude. We're so good. We do 30 <laughs> minute hour. It's legit. You get an hour's worth of quote unquote treatment in 30 minutes because Jen and I throw down. So here I go. I'm gonna be really fast. Okay. A lot of times I think that the way that we pursue milestones could be born out of trauma. Not for everybody, but I'm going to use trauma as an example because the experiences that I had when I was younger, and you can read my book to find out about those experiences. Crazy and functional. Crazy and functional on michellelmanning.com, and it's evil twin, functional and crazy on michellelmanning.com. Yeah, yeah. So my my sense of self Ishness, which is, I think, how people would refer to me because I prioritize myself, was actually born out of very traumatic experiences because I was aware at a very early age, unfortunately, that you are sometimes the only one that is left standing. And because I had that type of experience at such a young age that imprinted on me, it's like, okay, I am the only one left standing. So I've got to make sure my mom modeled this for me as well because of the trauma that she had experienced at very early age. Um, You are sometimes the only one that's left standing. And so if it is just you, you better like yourself. Mm. You know, your Mm -hmm. relationship to yourself is actually the longest one that you will ever be in. It better be good because if it isn't, you're fucked. Okay, so then we talk about trauma okay that's one type of trauma that's going to produce a certain type of outcome someone who is going to be a little more individualistic but you also have a different type of trauma and that is the what I refer to on today's episode as the keeping the peace trauma if you don't keep the peace what will happen if you don't make your mom happy what will happen hell all hell would break loose okay all hell so that, uh, by the way, I wish someone taught me that I need to love myself and that I'm going to be the last one standing because I didn't fucking learn that shit that way later in life. I, I would like to learn that early on. Think you have a problem loving yourself now, Jen? I don't now, just... no. But I'm like <laughs> now, yeah, fuck, right. But you know what? This is the crazy thing is that like everyone's always like, yeah, Michelle's kind of like bitchy and she's in her own shit and she just like gives no fucks and blah 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 blah. And you know what I mean? And I'm always like, I fucking love that about Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> And now I get it. Right. And I freaking love that. Right. You know, but um, the fact that you really just don't give any fucks, I think, freaks a lot of people out. It, It can. No doubt about that. But I think what ends up happening that becomes very problematic in respect to therapy is that you will have people coming in not recognizing that they are from the keep the peace trauma Mm -hmm. and they don't recognize yeah they don't recognize that their pursuit of milestones is actually possibly for some the result of trauma so that then they pursue these arbitrary milestones that are not relevant for them or anything that they want to keep the peace Mm -hmm. Yes. You know what I mean? Oh, yes. And so one of the things that we want to do in this two minutes plus that we have left is really encourage people to ask questions. And if you are stuck in an environment, especially as someone who doesn't have agency, like anyone who's a minor who's stuck at home and realizes that the things that their parents want for them are not the things that they want for themselves, if they are not capable in that moment to be asking provocative questions, they can get to a point 
where they can become their own therapist provocateur, where they can start asking questions as to, okay, wait, who wrote the rules? Are these rules relevant for me? Is this truly the direction that I want to go? I don't I have to go? conform to that shit and if I don't want to. Yes. That's what you did. Yeah. You know what I mean? So this is, people, this is what makes Anjan so fucking cool. <laughs> I think she just right. spit on her mic. <laughs> okay, this is what I'm going to say it again. <laughs> you crazy and functional makes, girl. This is what makes Jen so fucking cool. She, she started questioning at an age, as you said, that was older. No, Jen is a baby. She's not baby Jen, but she's still very, very young, you know. And so you you realized that even though you had passed maybe some of those milestones and were kind of looking at a path, not really certain which direction you were going to go. I think that you got to a point in your life, even after marriage, even after kids, I can start asking some questions. I can start asking some questions that will help me determine what I want. Right, right. You might not have been able to do that when you were living under the roof of your mom. Mm-mm. But you can do that now. Now. But I did have to wait until after the marriage, after the kids, after all of this, before I finally got to where I can ask questions right. and give no fucks. Yeah. See, I'm I'm always like, damn, I wish I had my power so much earlier than that. But I got it now, so I don't really You have it now, <laughs> and it was always there because that power attracted me. Yeah, you always believed in that shit. Yes, because I knew it. Talking, but yeah, yes, Mm -hmm. I knew it. You know, and then in the in the time that we have left, speaking of therapy, Jen, do me a favor. You you were at a place in your life where you began to ask questions and not feel bad about it, like really asking questions, helping you determine what was in your best interest. When you work with a badass therapist, how? beneficial is it for you to be in a place where you can ask questions not feeling the pressure about asking the right question that's how i learn that's how i've learned to get me to where i am right now and so you have a badass therapist what are they going to do with those questions they're going to answer that shit and they're going to guide me and answer it and just yeah blow my freaking mind is that what a badass therapist does that is what a badass <laughs> therapist does is blow my fucking mind so and i love that shit going going back to episode 1 is a badass therapist your bitch yeah oh yeah yeah and they don't mind admitting that exactly because we are in service to you yeah you know what i mean anything that we can do to really provoke answers that are in your best interest and i love that shit when she blows me away i'm all damn it why the fuck are you so smart making me realize all this shit yes yep exactly that's good work Mm -hmm. it's priceless work oh that should be a milestone okay you know what all right we have run out of time but i'm a i'm a giver i'm a giver multiple giver (laughs) (laughs) you and i are going to come up with just three before we let go, we're going to come up with three milestones that we think people should be in pursuit of. I'll come up with the first. You come up with the next two. Why do we got two? Because you do more work because you're my bitch. <laughs> okay. So the first milestone should be be in service to yourself. Self-love and happiness. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Peace of mind. Peace of before mind. Before happiness always. Yes. Yes. Okay. Peace of mind is what's going to bring you the happiness. Exactly. you've got that peace of mind. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So always be in service to yourself. Milestone number one. What's milestone number two and three? 
self-love okay that self self-love it could that can be in service to yourself but what is self-love because sometimes you're not lovable like I don't always love myself yeah no it's really hard to always love yourself but you just love yourself no matter what just always know that you're a badass person and okay. don't be so hard on yourself because I am the sharper of the two I'm not really I'm not the sharper of the two but she's I just like to pretend sharp. like I am so because I am the sharper of the two I'm going to take self-love and I'm going to change it to trust yeah, that's what I said. Oh, yeah. oh, I must have been hearing things. Self-love, trust, you know. Yeah, it's all the same. Yeah. <laughs> Trusting your shit. You have to trust yourself. You do. You know, because you when you don't love yourself, you have to trust that you're going to be able to either fix it, repair it, recover from it, get better at it. Oh, trusting yourself's hard. Yes. It's hard as fuck. Yeah. Okay, so being in service to yourself, trusting yourself, what's the third? Not giving a fuck. Yeah. About anyone else that or could about be, any, right. That could be the result of all of those things. Yeah. And not giving a fuck falls into trusting yourself because you need to not give a fuck about all the ways that you're going to feel, all the ways of this, that, and this shit. You just need to trust yourself, trust the universe, and know, got this. And know that emotions are erratic. They can take you all over the place, so we don't trust those. We love them. Sometimes we cry. <laughs> Sometimes we drama cry, but not anymore. Not anymore. She's not drama crying cry. right now. <laughs> All right. We will wrap it up um, on this very provocative Milestones episode. And I think we just changed the world doing it. I have no doubt that everybody else is going to take on our we Milestones. We change the world with every podcast. I agree. Yeah. I agree. That's like, why... It's my like, monthly therapy session. I'm like, yes, yeah, it is. It is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. In 30 minutes. Thank you very much. And it's free. Right. Yeah. We give to the people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, we... up to the people. We got to get out of here. <laughs> but I'm not getting out of here before some promos to our stew dudes. I was singing. I was singing. <gasps> yes, to the stew dudes. Oh, look, stew dudes, she's serenading you. We love the stew dudes from the love podcast studio dudes. of New Mexico. We could not be here without them, like truly, truly. Um, you can catch me on michellelmanning.com. Jennifer. Mark and Nick are the best stew dudes of. And Jennifer can be caught. Um, yeah, you can and captured. You can tweet me on Jenny Asian, which we do. You can, yeah, or Fab underscore Jen eighty three because she is hilarious. You guys I'm need to follow Jen because her promos for the show are bomb. They are the bomb. It's awesome. We will now. Yeah, follow follow her because you will see our promos. Follow, follow, follow. Oh yeah, high high and high quality creative marketing. You can see all pics of me and me. <laughs> I love it. All right, we will see you next month when we will be discussing consent for November. And as I said before, if you think consent is black and white, we do feel sorry for you. Very sorry for you. Bye. I love you long time.